glad that you are uh, joining me today, uh, especially those of you that are, are watching live right now. Uh, most of you will listen to this on the podcast sometime later, and or you'll watch it uh, sometime later this week or w- whatever on Facebook. But if you're watching live, and I know there's a bunch of you now, man, I'm, I'm grateful that you're you know tuning in. So, uh, last week, I kind of started a little series, and I told you that I uh, thought I would maybe make it into a conference at some point, a choose wisely, treat kindly conference. Um, That's a phrase that I have used for decades at my church. I didn't, you know, come up with the phrase. A lot of people have used that that uh, phrase uh, for a long time, just, you know, choosing wisely and treating kindly. But, um, yeah, I'm thinking about doing a conference where it would be for single, you know, guys, single gals, doesn't matter your age, you could be in high school, but you're, you're thinking that someday, you know, you'd like to get married or maybe get remarried if you're divorced and and, uh, you know, what do you do? Where do you begin? How does it all work? And I have these two thoughts in my mind. And the first one is, is that you got to choose wisely. That's where it all begins. You have to make a wise choice. And then after you make a wise choice in a man or a woman, uh, then you got to treat them kindly. And if you do those two things, if you, you know, make a wise choice and then you treat that person, you know, with great honor and respect, or as Jesus said, you treat them the way you'd want to be treated, chances are you're going to have a long, 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 long relationship, right? But if you don't choose wisely, then it doesn't matter how you treat them, right? Or if you choose wisely and then you don't treat them kindly, you got trouble. So those two thoughts go hand in hand, right? Choosing wisely and treating kindly. And so what I did was, I just thought I would start to unpack some thoughts for you, especially if you're a gal out there watching, you're a woman, you're a young woman, and someday you're thinking about maybe getting married. Uh, Maybe you're a mom, and these are things that you could share with your daughter at some moment. These would be characteristics of of a godly man. These are the kinds of things that you ought to look for when you're making a wise choice. And that's what you want to do. You want to make a wise choice when you're selecting a man. Or if you're a guy watching this, you want to make a wise choice as it relates to a woman. And a lot of these, you know, they they, they, they go together. And by the way, my conference would be my wife and I. We would do the conference together. There would be, you know, some main sessions with some worship, and there would be a couple of breakout sessions. I think it would be fantastic. I think it would be a huge benefit to a lot of you out there and to the kingdom at large. And so uh, be praying for me as it relates to that. So last week I asked you to send me some emails uh, about thoughts, things that you look for in a godly man or a godly woman or whatever. And wow, I got some great stuff, just great things. Some of them I talked about. One of them I'm actually going to talk about today. Uh, and so if you've got a thought, I want to hear what you think are characteristics of a godly man, things that you look for, you should look for uh, in the man that you're going to, to choose 
to say those three letters, I-D-O, right? I do. Change your life forever, man. So, so you got to make a, a wise uh, choice. Some of you emailed me, and you've been through a divorce or six, I don't know, and you had an interesting perspective. You, some of you said, man, I sure wish I would have heard some of this before I got married, right? Some of you said, here were some things that, you know, uh, every woman needs to know about a guy. So I appreciate all the different angles that some of you uh, shared with me. And I want to get started, okay, because these podcasts or broadcasts are only about 15 minutes long. And uh, Anyway, if you've got any thoughts, rickc at bvg.org, rickc at bvg.org. And make sure you put in the subject line, here's the deal, because I literally get hundreds and hundreds of emails every day. And if I see here's the deal in the subject line, I'll know somebody out there is sending me uh, a thought or two on characteristics that you you ought to look for. So just a quick review of what we looked at last week. This is part two, right? So part one, I said, hey you got to find a guy who, man, the Word of God is central in their life. I mean, they have a deep love for the Word of God. And they just don't say they have a, a love for the Word of God. They just don't have a Bible, you know, sitting on their coffee table or whatever. They, they actually open it up and enjoy reading the Word and studying the Word and meditating on the Word. They, they've memorized the Word. And all with a with a heart to actually obey what it, what it says, right? You don't want to just have a guy who reads the word, but they never apply it. They never live it out. You want somebody who loves the word, but then also is living it out. And 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 really, that's probably the the number one thing you ought to look for. You know, obviously they need to be a believer, but putting that aside, hey. Right here, they gotta they gotta know and love the the word of God, and that's an easy thing to evaluate. It really is. You know, over coffee, you can ask a couple of questions. You know, over coffee, just say, "Hey, what's the last verse you memorized?" <laughs> and that right there will probably you know eliminate a whole lot of guys. You know, so don't just allow a guy to tell you, "Hey, I read the word, I love the word." There's my Bible. No, no, no. So what? You, you want to know, or they're reading it, ask them, hey, what'd you read today? What was something in, in your devotion time today that stuck out to you? How has the Lord been talking to you through the, 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 the Word? And so, anyway, it all begins uh, right there. Then we looked at the idea that they need to be a member of a church, and not just a member, but an active member of a church. And once again, this is an easy thing to find out whether it's true or or not. Remember, you're about ready to make potentially a life-altering decision. You're going to marry this guy. You're going to enter into a covenantal relationship. So don't be afraid to ask these questions, and then don't be afraid to follow up. If somebody says, yeah, I'm a member of Big Valley Grace, it's easy just to get on the phone and call Big Valley and say, hey, I just want to know, is so-and-so a member of your church? And we'll tell you whether they're a member of our church or not. Now, they may not be an active member of the church, and that's where you may need to ask a pastor at Big Valley, hey, is so-and-so an active member? Do they serve somewhere? Or you ask that person, yes, I am active. I serve in the children's ministries. 
then go go on a Sunday and watch them serve. Or hey, I you know I play in the band. Well, go on a Sunday and, and watch them play in the band. Maybe they're involved with men's ministry. Obviously, you can't go to a men's ministry event if you're a woman, but you can call you know the pastor of men's ministry. Our pastor, Rich Sasser, will tell you, yeah, he's actively involved. Or no, I don't even know who the guy is. So they need to know the word. They need to be a, an active member of the, the church. And then, here's a real practical one. Do they have a job? Do they actually, you know, get up in the morning, you know, brush your teeth, comb their hair, and go to work, get a paycheck? Uh, you know, can, can, they, can they, you know, put a roof over, the head, over your head? Can they put some food on the table? Can, can they can they buy clothes? You know, are they able to you know get you health care or whatever all those things might be? And that's not to say you you can't work. That's not to say that a woman can't work. You can, but you know certainly a guy ought to work. And 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 are they? And if they're not, well, why in the world would you waste your time? You know, Paul writing to Timothy said that if a man doesn't work, he should not eat. In other words. Guess what? It's a man's responsibility to work. And by the way, you see that in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. God took Adam, stuck him in the garden, and said, I want you to work the garden. This is before there was ever sin in the world. Part of a man's responsibility is to work. And so just ask them, do you have a job? Do you work? And then I might have a follow-up to that. And that is, how long have you worked there? If you have a, you know, you're dating some guy, you go out on a date, and he says, yeah, I've been working at this place for a month. Well, where'd you work before that? Well, I worked at this place for, well, how long were you there? Two months. And he just can't hold the job down. That is giving you some data. That's giving you some stuff that you need to think about so you can make a wise choice, okay? So let me give you three uh, uh, today, or at least two. So, so this is part two of choosing wisely, okay, gals? And the first one is this. Are they generous? Are they a generous person? Um, another way you, you might think about this is, do they give to the church? Do, do they bring an offering to the church? Some churches call it tithes, maybe offerings. Do they bring a love gift to the church? And that's something you need to ask. Hey, do you give? Are, are, are you generous to the work of the Lord? And you know what? There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'd like to see. I'd like to see the record of your giving to your local church. Nothing wrong with that. Now, some of you are going, ooh, I, I would never do that. Well, <laughs> hey, you're, you're about ready to make the second most important decision of your life. The first is, you know, are you going to give your life to Christ, right? No bigger decision than that. And then number two, who are you going to marry? And it's easy for a guy to say, oh yeah, I give to the church. When in all actuality, they don't. Because I, I want you to know something. I, I want to I share with you a, a, a verse. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Okay, that's Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. So what Jesus is saying is, is you show me where someone puts their money and I'll show you where their heart is going. So, the opposite would be, would be true. If they're not putting any money somewhere, then their heart's not there. And so, don't tell me you love Jesus and you never give because Jesus would say you're a liar. 
Jesus says, no, it's where you put your money, where you invest your money. That's where your heart goes. And so a man who's not giving any money to the church isn't generous to the vision of a church. Their heart is not going there according to Jesus. Not according to me, but according to Jesus. But, but beyond just giving to the church regularly, you know, not just, hey, you know, I'm here with my maybe future wife, here's a $5 bill. No, it's well thought through. It's prayed over. It's in an envelope. It's, it, it, it's, it's a consistent giving. That is, that is unbelievably huge. But the other thing is, just try to think generous in general. You, you, you don't want a stingy guy. And by the way, guys, you don't want a stingy girl, right? You, you, you just don't want that. So, so you, you, you want them to be a, a, a generous person. Okay, that, That's really number four, because remember, we're in part two. Let me give you number five. How in debt are they? Once again, this is super practical, and some of you are going, ooh, how would I know? I can't ask those questions. Okay, here's the deal. If you don't ask the question and you finally say, I do, and now you're married to the guy and he is up to his eyeballs in debt, guess what happens to you? You're now up to here, up to your eyeballs in debt because you've become one. His debt becomes your debt, no matter what he might tell you or what she might tell you. You've become one. And so one of the things you want to find out is how, how in debt are you? Because that will give you some insight into how they handle their finances. Right? I mean, it's easy to whip out a credit card and pay for this and whip out a credit card and pay for that and whip out a credit card and pay for this and you never pay for it because you, you, you don't make enough money or you just can't make all the payments. L- let, me, let me read you something that's super important as it relates to this. So James is going to weigh in on using a credit card, believe it or not. He, he weighs in on going into debt. James does. Okay, He says this in chapter 4. He says, come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we'll go to such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make profit. You don't know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you're but a mist that appears for a a, a little time and then vanishes. What James is saying here is, don't presume upon tomorrow. Oh, well, I've, I've got a job and I'm making good money and so therefore I can go ahead and use my credit card and I can use you know my credit card and I can use my credit card over and over again because I have a job and, 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 and I can make those payments. And James says, you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. Maybe you're going to lose your job. Maybe tomorrow the company goes bankrupt and now all of a sudden you don't have a job. Now all of a sudden you can't make the payments because you presumed upon tomorrow. James says your life is but a mist. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So don't presume upon it. And unfortunately there's too many Christians out there, Christian men, who they've presumed upon tomorrow. They just believe they're just going to keep making money and so they just keep going more and more and more into debt and you need to know that. That's how you make a wise decision. And I just want to challenge you once again is you got to do some research. I mean, this is a big decision you're going to make. 
Man, when I go out and buy a car, man, I do a lot of research, and I'm just buying a piece of steel, right? Shouldn't you do some research so you can make a wise choice when you're about to get married or some, you know, you're going to get married someday in the future? And then I'm going to end with this one, okay? They need to have a forgiving heart. They need to be somebody who um, forgives um, easily. I mean, think about it. If you know Christ as your Savior, God forgave you, right? God forgave you a lot. God freely forgave you. And if you did something stupid right now, and you went and said, God, man, I repent of that sin. Please forgive me. You know what? He forgives. He never has to say, you know what? Hey, you know, you're praying. You did something stupid. You said something stupid, you know, whatever. And you go to God and say, God, please forgive me. He never says, hey, listen, just hang on a second. I got to think about this. Give me a day and I'll get back to you whether I'm going to forgive you or not. No. The Bible says that God forgives. You ask Him, He forgives. And God expects His people. He expects your spouse, future spouse, to be a forgiving person. You, you, you see, what marriage is, is the coming together of two great sinners. You may think he's a wonderful man, and she may think you're a wonderful woman, and probably you are. But the bottom line is, marriage is the coming together of two great sinners. And those two great sinners, the only way you're going to make it is you have to be somebody who is able to forgive easily, forgive liberally. Forgiveness is huge. And that one's maybe a little bit more difficult to ascertain in a, in a guy, but it is something you got to look for, it's something you got to kind of, you know, work at, if, if, if you will. So anyway, those are the three I'm going to give you today, okay, ladies? And that is, you know, are they generous? Is the person I'm about ready to say I do to or get engaged to or do I even want to go out with this guy again? Are they generous? Do, do they give to their church on a consistent basis? Um, how in debt are they? Are they always just spending more money than they take in? That ain't good. That ain't wise, right? And then last but not least, do they have a forgiving heart? So, if you are listening out there, make sure you hit share, okay? Get this out there to as many people as you can. It really helps. Uh, if you haven't downloaded the or, you know, went and followed the podcast, you need to do that. Just go to Apple Podcasts. It's probably a little purple thing on your apps. Click it. Put in the search bar. Here's the deal with Rick Countryman. And, man, it'll take you right there, and then just hit follow. And so anytime uh, we drop another one of these, it just shows up, and you can listen to it and anytime you, you want. And um, anyway, thanks, everybody. Hey, listen, if you live in the Modesto area or the Ceres area or the Turlock area and you don't have a church, this Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, I'm going to be preaching at Big Valley Grace, our series campus. It starts at 10 a.m. at the Ceres Community Center. It's an incredible group of Christ followers. So if you live, you know, in the South County, you know, South area of Modesto, you live in Ceres, maybe you live in Turlock, maybe Houston or whatever, and you don't have a church family, come 
this Sunday, 10 a.m., and I'm going to be at uh, um, Big Valley Grace, the series campus. Okay, everybody, blessings.